I'm Russ White at the Network Collective, and this is a Network Collective short take. In this short take, I'll be talking about network time protocol best practices. Network engineers tend to think about bandwidth, jitter, delay, optimal traffic flows, convergence time, security, and just a lot of other things. One thing that tends to slip through the crack is any discussion of having a solid time or clock system on the network. Time systems, however, are very, very important in network engineering. They're used for telemetry and logging for network devices and servers, for ensuring configuration and policy changes take place in a specific order, and many other things. In fact, I can remember working on major problems when I was in Technical Assistance Center at a major vendor where we had to use the timestamps on log files to line up events so that we could actually see what was going on in the network. So time is something we could probably take more seriously. What is the primary means of building a network-wide clock? The Network Time Protocol, or NTP. Several folks in the IETF have put together a really helpful draft document on best common practices for NTP. This is Draft IETF NTP BCP, the BCP standing for Best Common Practices. The document begins with a set of general network security practices an operator running NTP should follow. For instance, you should configure and use unicast reverse path forwarding, or BCP38. It's the only one listed in the document right now, but there is space to grow that section in the document in the future. The next section of the document covers some of the general things operators should do in configuring NTP. They should choose a version of NTP that is actively maintained. This is particularly true if you're dealing with an open source implementation of NTP any, any place in your network. This could, of course, be very difficult across a network with representation from many different vendors. Like any other software, you should keep your NTP implementations up to date and accurate. Use as many sources of time as is practical. NTP calculates a consensus of time from multiple sources. So if you just have one source feeding your NTP in your network, it's just distributing the time. It's not really calculating or ensuring the time is accurate. Two sources are better, of course, but it's easy enough for there to be a problem with one source and for one source to go away, leaving you with simply a distribution protocol again. Three sources seems to be about minimal, and four sources is better, as it degrades to three sources if you lose a single source. Use a diversity of reference sources. Monocultures are an issue here. If you intentionally deploy multiple versions of NTP, you should also intentionally deploy different kinds of reference clocks. You can buy reference clocks from many different vendors, but those vendors will often use the same set of chipsets and reference hardware and software in their implementations. So you need to go beyond just buying from multiple vendors and actually look at what hardware and software they are using to provide the reference clocks that you're deploying in your network. There are these things called NTP control messages. These were never included in the NTP v4 specification, but they are still used by some implementations. If these are used for anything beyond simple monitoring, they should always have authentication turned on. There are also synchronization issues. You should monitor the servers you are relying on for synchronization issues. If you are relying on four servers and one of them goes completely out of whack, you shouldn't just simply think, oh, 
There's nothing wrong here. They just think it's a different time. You should back up and figure out why that one server is giving you the wrong time. If you're using NTP, it's actually using a consensus form to figure out what the right time is based on multiple servers. If one of those servers is way out of whack, it can throw your time in your network out of whack as well. You need to monitor system logs for errors. This is really important. There are some parts in this draft about leap seconds and leap smearing. If the implementation you're running does not support these, there are organizations that maintain text files you can use to properly modify your time for leap seconds and leap smearing over time. Another issue the draft addresses is crypto and keying. If you're using pre-shared keys, according to the authors in the draft, you should only have the key set up so it's readable by the NTP implementation. You should never have the NTP implementation able to write to the key files. Auto key should never be used, and using MACSEC and IPSEC while tempting can actually reduce time accuracy. When you're using NTP, there are also things embedded in the NTP packet. You should use access control lists and other mechanisms to prevent this information from leaking through NTP. Hosts should only respond to known NTP servers. You should also protect your network against forced restart attacks. There's a particular kind of attack in NTP that allows someone to send it a packet of death, send a server or a client a packet of death, restarting the process. If you do this just right, you can actually alter the time on the network in a way that's detrimental to operations. There are a number of forging attacks dealt with in the draft. For instance, NTP requests can be forged in a way that forces the network to give out the wrong time or switch the network time or sway the network time, having negative repercussions on telemetry and monitoring and all those other things. So there are some things you can do to monitor and look for these forged attacks, such as an NTP reply with no corresponding request, NTP timestamps that are consistently earlier than the current time. This could be an attempted replay attack. Another thing to think about when you're deploying NTP is it can take a lot of resources to, to synchronize many clients. You shouldn't just go out and glom onto some public NTP server and synchronize all of your clients to it because you're consuming resources against that single server. You should do instead is you should look at how to set up pools or how to use pools of time servers in order to spread the load around as much as possible. There are actually publicly available pools of time servers that are run by volunteers for just this purpose for smaller implementations. There are some other general security measures covered in the draft. For instance, you should only use broadcast mode for NTP in trusted networks. You should never use broadcast across trusted network boundaries. Symmetric mode should only be used with trusted peers. There are a lot of considerations around embedded devices or Internet of Things. How do these things consume time and what impact can they have on the time system in the network? These are considerations the network operator needs to think about. There is also another section in here that's really helpful about NTP over Anycast. So that's it for this time. Visit us at thenetworkcollective.com for more content that will help you build your cognitive and metacognitive skills as a network engineer. While you are there, check out our membership. This unlocks even more great content, as well as access to an awesome community of network engineers. And remember, you can always find me at rule11.tech. Thanks.